Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Career Bites. This is your host Gaurav, and we don't have Chetan today with us. We have another guest with us, and uh, his name is Hitesh. So hi Hitesh, how are you doing? Hey, hi Gaurav, good, very well. So Hitesh, um, we have been recording this series of Career Bites. and it's all about careers after mba corporate life and uh, various business developments which are happening so we thought that since you are a b2b marketer for past so many years let's record an episode and understand what happens in the b2b marketing world so let's start and uh, we can start with uh, uh, your introduction so why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners Yeah sure I think this will be one of its kind the attendee introducing himself but yeah I'll do so so Gaurav uh, I'm basically by undergrad education I'm a, an engineer but then I okay. turned into an MBA after course going to the B school so uh-huh. I graduated from uh, Purdue University in the US in 2010 ever okay. since over the last 10 years I have been working as a B2B marketer for various organizations okay. uh, Okay. so my career has spanned four different industries um, all very different from each other telecom uh-huh. cybersecurity education technology okay. market research but okay. essentially i have been working in the field of marketing uh-huh. and more specifically marketing the software or saas solutions so i think that has remained oh. constant which has helped me really grow my skills over the last mm-hmm. 10 years for that kind of product Okay. Yeah, it kind Got of it. feels very sticky now. I'm so Got sticky it. to the software solutions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. So uh, let's uh, get back, uh, go back to your days of uh, your MBA, when you mm-hmm. had lot of career choices. You could go to consulting. You could go to marketing, which is consumer marketing, and uh, then you could choose uh, sales or or B two B market. Was the uh, was was it a go to b2b saas marketing space or it just happened for you yeah that's kind of an interesting question it wasn't conscious at all for sure it was more like a mm-hmm. cosmic choice for me i never really okay. planned into go going into b2b marketing but uh, second year of my college uh, my b school uh, mm-hmm. i took a lot of marketing courses just trying to understand how this domain works i had developed mm-hmm. a liking for it but then uh, job placements happened right okay. and i fortunately got into samsung which was primarily hiring me for their b2b division and that mm-hmm. sort of set the path for me i wish i had a knowledge back then where i could choose the career based on market okay. dynamics based on what i really like certain elements within the marketing but none of that mm-hmm. sort really existed back in 2010 and i really doubt okay. that exists today either but i so which is why yeah. i'm really glad you are doing this kind of podcast i think this is very very helpful yeah 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 that was the sole purpose of this this series so that we can help our the younger generation to take a better decision right so let's stick sure. to to uh, again your trajectory so you joined samsung i think you moved to their head of office in korea so what kind of roles did they offer to a new joinee what what was the career trajectory like what was the first clearly like did they train you on some things what kind of work did you do during that first year and what was your stint like in samsung got it so you're taking me back to those glorious eventful years huh? 
uh, working at Samsung in the headquarters in South Korea was really amazing. It was mm-hmm. as an Indian person educated in the US. It was a uh, uh, like by any means it was an exhilarating experience for me, both professionally and personally. Uh, okay. But being there, I was a part of the telecom division, which okay. built 4G networks. And I worked on okay. a lot of global strategy projects. I think more than okay. the B-School or more than anything that life could have taught me, I learned how to uh-huh. strategize for a global organization uh-huh. and how to sort of uh-huh. disseminate that strategy across different regional offices. That was the key. Okay. At okay. that time, Samsung was offering a different kind of roles to different people. I'm not sure what they saw in me. Probably I'll never know. Uh-huh. But uh, they picked me for the B2B division. And uh-huh. definitely, as everybody knows, Samsung has a lot of B2C businesses as well. Like they yeah, have elect- yeah. electronics, which is like you know TVs, mobile, um, healthcare. And then there is a whole B2B arm of healthcare plus telecom and a few other things. So uh-huh. they, they see something in you uh, based on the business need. That's how you're picked. And that's kind of amazing uh-huh. because students rarely have a choice to make there. It's a position in front of you. You go for the uh-huh. job and you go for the best profile that you get. Rarely do we choose a function or a role, at least at the starting okay. edge of our whole thing. So mm-hmm. uh, that taught me definitely a lot of things, which we will talk about if you uh, come up with those questions. But to your okay. point, uh, yes. Samsung was hiring across the board, both for B2B and B2C. Plus, mm-hmm. most large companies also have something mm-hmm. called global marketing organization. In Samsung, okay. we call it the GMO, uh-huh. which creates the brand strategy. They are essentially the custodians of the brand for Samsung worldwide. Okay. Now, Samsung is a okay. Fortune 7 brand. Uh, it's valued mm-hmm. at more than $20 billion, just the brand. Mm-hmm. There are certain units, and if you get to be in those units, the global marketing organizations, mm-hmm. you really okay. learn the best of the brand and you work with the best. Unfortunately, I was okay. not part of that. Uh, little did I know okay. while joining Samsung that I will be, you know, uh, which division I will be going to. But okay. once I was in there, that's when I discovered a whole world of how the marketing works, how teams are structured, uh-huh. how companies make uh-huh. sure that all their marketing areas are taken care of. It's a pretty complicated world. I know, I know, I can understand. But uh, I think whenever uh, a B-School student or whenever a normal person thinks about marketing, he usually thinks about uh, B2C market. He thinks about a billboard, he thinks about an advertisement, or he thinks about maybe a HUL or a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola. Uh, no, very few people understand a B2B marketing, particularly when it comes to B2B SaaS products, right? So can, can you help our listeners understand what is this B2B marketing all about? Because it's it's all about sales, right? At the end of the day, B2B products is all about sales. Why do you need a B2B marketing division uh, in, in a big company? I see. It's a very interesting question. And good that you brought it, brought it up because I saw that transition back in 2010 when B2B mm-hmm. marketing was not such a glamorous thing. But now as of mm-hmm. 2020, B2B marketing mm-hmm. is almost becoming glamorous as good as FMCG. Uh, marketing divisions. Okay. Okay. See, um, what has happened over the years? Some things that all of us know. Digital has come into the picture, right? Yeah. Millennials are taking the seat of decision makers in most large B two B organizations. Okay. The uh, the the language of communication has changed, and we'll 
take a deep dive on that later in this podcast but uh, mm-hmm. because of these various environmental factors in the business world mm-hmm. b2b marketing mm-hmm. has now become mainstream and okay. to your point sales was really important it still is mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. because of digital we mm-hmm. can actually sell the product online mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. any single intervention from the sales team and that's a real power okay. that marketing team carries we can build okay. the revenue onto the books of the company without even okay. involving the sales teams so while it used to be a handshake business in the past where marketing uh-huh. primar- primarily marketing's role was to be a enabler we would provide uh-huh. them with presentations brochures event booths everything set up uh-huh. sort of a stage uh-huh. for them where they can perform uh-huh. where they can meet the clients and do the deal now it uh-huh. has become uh, more transactional marketing needs okay. to uh, attract the audience attention they need to close the deal online in case of b2b also uh-huh. Uh-huh. and now they seek sales help on learning about okay. the consumer like what do they okay. think what are the different okay. channels they go to what are the real priorities when it comes to buying a product especially in the company okay. you're working for in that context okay. with all that information now marketing designs very unique uh-huh. and targeted campaigns Uh-huh. which are so effective that they end up closing the deal as a without sales intervention by themselves so which means that you even a marketing guy might have a sales target in that case is it absolutely and this is a this is a beautiful point marketing teams today they actually have revenue targets unlike in the past where they were just a cost center now uh-huh. across the board especially with any cutting edge organization like fresh desk in mobi hubspot mm-hmm. every marketing mm-hmm. team has a revenue target got it got it got it but uh, for example it's very simple to understand ki sales wala kya karta hoga sales wala would go mm-hmm. and he would he would pitch his uh, product and he would look at the user and and understand whether he is going to buy the product or not he would touch base on multiple uh, points and and do multiple meetings and close the sales right whereas right. Uh, marketing is slightly complex because mar- marketing is as per my understanding is about communication but marketing is also about positioning and branding right so uh, is yeah. how is the team a b2b as marketing team structured in a in a, a medium or a large size company so let's get into that yeah sure in fact uh, as you were talking about the sales and marketing uh, um, rnr this is mm-hmm. for the first time this whole analogy came to my mind i think i should share it with you Yeah. marketers are more like cosmologists you know okay. we are find we're trying to find those aliens in the space and trying to make contact with them okay which requires us to have that right frequency targeted in the right section of the space because it's pretty okay. wide out there and okay. then we wait for the signal to come back and see if the mm-hmm. communication can start you know once it okay. starts then the idea is to attract those aliens to our planet or possibly go and meet them where they are mm uh-huh. i think it's okay. just like that in marketing nowadays uh okay. now the the reason it's complex is because people see it from outside it's a, it's a pretty big jungle but once you're mm-hmm. in the industry there mm-hmm. are essentially three or four elements within marketing okay one which is the most visible is called branding okay and this is where uh, people deal with they they are again the custodians of brand they deal with messaging the creatives mm-hmm. the colors font um, mm-hmm. you know anything that is a visual representative or a textual representative of your company that builds your image mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
Now, branding used to be the key component of marketing used to do in addition to sales enablement in the past. By sales enablement, okay. I mean giving them presentations and brochures. But now, mm-hmm. in addition to branding, uh, mm-hmm. there are two or three other areas. One is, of course, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Then there is content marketing. Mm-hmm. Then we have event marketing. Mm-hmm. And lastly, account management. Okay. So depending on the organization type, how big a hardware or software company it is, how lean their operations mm-hmm. are, they have one or more of these teams, brand, digital content, events, account management. All right. So all right. at Samsung, we had all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if the te- if these teams are plugged together well, marketing uh-huh. functions just performs seamlessly. Got it, got it, got it. So can I say that um, uh, usually B2B SaaS companies or B2B companies used to be sales driven. Now they are trying to become marketing driven. Can I say that? Absolutely. Um, all the cutting edge companies, especially the SaaS firms, even the software mm-hmm. firms now, they are becoming mm-hmm. marketing driven. And there are a few benefits to that. Why they're doing so. Mm-hmm. One, the audience now is so widespread. Our salespeople can't go everywhere and close the deal. There are no right. more few $10 million deals and the organization is in good business. Mm-hmm. Now, most of these SaaS companies, they are doing $100 subscription a year. Mm-hmm. And now you have to find a million of those customers to be really mm-hmm. alive and kicking, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Second part is being marketing driven allows an organization to become really cost sensitive because marketing yeah. can deliver an ROI, which sales can't um, with, the, with the same amount of uh, uh, revenue impact. Okay. Got it. These are the two Got key it. reasons why they're becoming uh, marketing driven. Okay. I think that's interesting. And I think uh, you mentioned a very important point that initially when, when there were no digital medias or when the sales were happening, from uh, from an enterprise to another enterprise, uh, your area, your geographical area is restricted. And if you ha- if you have to explore another geography, perhaps you would set up another geographical office. Now, with digital kicking in, you can start selling right from your head office to the entire world. I think that's a paradigm shift which happened, right? Absolutely, massive scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think now even a smaller B two B player who is working out of a small office in Gurgaon would have international ambitions, isn't it? Oh yeah. In fact, India right now is positioning itself as a product economy. Like we were agrarian before 80s, then we became in a service economy from 80 to 2010. But since 2010, Mm -hmm. with all the ATMs, flip cards and in-mobis of the world, we have Mm -hmm. now entered a mainstream era of product economy. This is the future. And in this future, the way I see Mm -hmm. it, Marketing is the dominating uh, function in the in the revenue-driven organizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned a very interesting point. In fact, I was uh, looking at a company called People Groove, and it's uh, again a SaaS product mm-hmm. for universities, and it's a US, it's a Silicon Valley-based company. But most of their engineering product and marketing team is based out of Mumbai in India. So that's the power of India for you. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting point. I didn't know it's happening at People Group, but share with you. There is a firm called EVC Venture. Yeah, uh, you know, decent size venture firm based out of US. They have mm-hmm. already started. Uh, they piloted this concept. Few. They are very well entrenched with the idea that marketing mm-hmm. can now be outsourced to India. 
just like mm-hmm. Infosys right. and TCS, they out, they get all the outsourced IT work. Now uh-huh. is the era when companies are trying overseas, companies are trying to outsource all their marketing work to India. We are becoming better sure. at content. We are the best at digital mm-hmm. and definitely mm-hmm. um, any other mm-hmm. task can mm-hmm. be handled remotely now. Got it, got it, got it. So I think uh, let's uh, shift gears and understand a little bit about uh, two things. I think let's talk a bit about content marketing because you mentioned that uh, earlier marketeers used to prepare those presentation brochures and all that stuff. Do you still do that in under the umbrella of content marketing? One. Second is uh, digital marketing, right? So what are the channels of digital marketing you, do you guys use? How is digital marketing beneficial okay. for a SaaS company? Particularly if you can talk about how do you do funneling and you talk a lot about, uh, and between you and me, we talk a lot about the, the, uh, the marketing qualified leads, the sales qualified leads. So just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So I think... Uh, this uh, the like talking about the content marketing the part that you asked first yeah. we still do a lot of those sales collaterals presentations brochures and all that that definitely remains with us because brand is our domain and those mm-hmm. documents are representative of our brand mm-hmm. but in addition now we are doing a whole lot of other stuff uh, primarily uh, digital mm-hmm. and uh, when you say content marketing Definitely mm-hmm. those documents that we create in, in our marketing world, we call them collaterals. Those are sales mm-hmm. collaterals or marketing collaterals. Uh, they are now augmented by a large repository of content that mm-hmm. our audience loves to engage with. And this could okay. be anything from blog posts to YouTube video, a simple webinar, a podcast, just like this one, or, mm-hmm. or anything under the sun. It could be as, as simple as a TikTok meme also. Okay. Now, okay. The idea, idea with this new age B2B SaaS firms is whoever my buyer is out there and with most SaaS uh-huh. firms, for example, buyers are, they, they, they take up subscriptions anywhere from $10 to $100 a month. And which right. means now you have a very um, uh, sort of, a, uh, you would call it, uh, it's a spread out market. It's very uh, right. fragmented, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, through content marketing, we're trying to leverage all the possible channels where our audience can be. And mm-hmm. say it's, it's about Samsung trying to, you know, make a dent with its new software or even uh, mm-hmm. a company like uh, Slack or People Grove that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. They have to find who are their buyers. And if mm-hmm. they're present on three channels, say we take example, they use YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn mm-hmm. quite frequently. Now mm-hmm. we will create a whole genre of content mm-hmm. to be put on these channels so that this audience knows about us and they start mm-hmm. thinking about us as somebody who provides value in their daily life. The moment sure, sure. we build that value image, they will uh-huh. consider it, not today, but at some point of their life, they'll consider our product when they really feel the need of it. And that's really okay. the crux. Okay. Also with the, all okay. the FMCG companies who have set the standard, like you uh-huh. may not buy an FMCG product right away, but they'll uh-huh. make sure you know it. And the day you feel uh-huh. the need of it, that's the brand you'll go for. So content marketing sure. does a lot of that. Coming okay. to the funneling part. Now, uh-huh. now funneling is sort of, a, it's, at the in, it's at the intersection of digital and content marketing. These two are very differently used words, 
but mm-hmm. but they sort of intertwine they they work together in the way mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let me just talk about the funnel for a second now just so everybody yeah. who's listening is on the same page largely there are mm-hmm. six stages to a customer's mm-hmm. purchase journey that's what we call okay. it anybody anybody mm-hmm. who buys a product mm-hmm. ideally he or she goes through six stages okay. first is awareness followed mm-hmm. by interest and they may be interested mm-hmm. in your product after being aware that you exist in the market at mm-hmm. later some point they will consider it for buying but they mm-hmm. may not like actually buy it yet and like you just uh, consider it then you actually develop mm-hmm. a good intent to buy it because that is a stage okay. when you zero on to one or, or two of those products say you want to mm-hmm. use asana or trello for your daily work management now you have an intent okay. that asana and mm-hmm. trello are high on my cards Mm-hmm. and then comes a decision phase you really decide okay. on one of the product like okay i'll go with asana and then mm-hmm. the last is purchase you actually sign the dotted line you pay the bill you swipe your card okay. okay so these six stages of awareness intent consideration sorry mm-hmm. awareness interest consideration intent decision and purchase this is the okay. real funnel okay an interesting point because we're talking about b2b in today's world vis-a-vis what it was before the uh-huh. first only the first stage i would say and to some extent the uh-huh. second one which is awareness and interest they were the real scope uh-huh. of marketing 10 years back anything okay. from the consideration phase used to be taken over by sales team which means okay. the yeah. moment a company thinks uh, the the audience or the buyer is kind of considering our product uh-huh. sales person will start will go and you know start pitching the value start negotiating sharing information whatever they need to know about the product mm-hmm. but now okay. first four uh-huh. stages of this funnel have come under the gambit of marketing Got which is now we do awareness intent we make sure they consider us and then uh-huh. we also uh, make sure they have a high intent of purchasing our product for once the intent phase arrives a high intent uh-huh. phase that is when the most good companies they now bring in our sales people like okay this particular buyer has a very good intent of purchasing now go and close the deal that's their only job right. go close the deal yeah. that is the decision phase and then once the uh-huh. deal is closed with most b2b uh-huh. farms now there is a very tricky part you close the deal then you have to make mm-hmm. uh, the payment sales team again right. make sure the payment happens so across Got this it. funnel we uh-huh. have uh, this terminology which is uh, more complex to outsiders but a daily lingo for marketers it's called uh-huh. mql and sql which is marketing right. qualified lead and sales qualified uh-huh. lead now right. what does it really mean i'll tell you in couple of lines very simply they are not so uh-huh. hard to understand mm-hmm. first of all what is a lead so lead is a potential person who can buy your product that is what right. we call as a lead right right so now there is a so for example let's take up a, a simple product that everybody knows of um say uh, microsoft office right every right. organization right. wants to have microsoft office license version now mm-hmm. awareness part is like everybody is out there we want to make them aware nobody is a lead at this level we're just trying to uh, put our brand out there in front of everyone but right. the moment somebody shows interest which right. is the second stage of the funnel this will qualify under okay now somebody is a marketing qualified lead by okay. interest we mean now i'll give you a very simple example by interest we mean if an organization mm-hmm. is the one 
which heavily uses some kind of documentation softwares and they right. need something like ms office they will uh-huh. have interest and they are for example visiting your website they saw your uh-huh. uh, bill okay hello yeah can you hear me yeah i can i can okay so they have some interest in um, buying you okay okay uh, now after this interest part uh-huh the key thing is as a marketing as marketing team we continue to make sure that this particular person who is interested in your product uh-huh. is more and more engaged with our messaging with our visuals okay. so basically okay. this marketing qualified lead we call them he we uh-huh. try to move him down the funnel from interest phase to consideration phase to intent phase and we okay. do all of that by showing him or her awesome videos uh uh-huh. writing stuff that uh, helps them in their daily life if they use mm-hmm. for example ms office software to mm-hmm. a point they really mm-hmm. start feeling the need of that product in their daily life okay. and that is when okay. the consideration happens that okay i will possibly buy something like ms office got and it got it these are marketing qualified leads uh, the, the name uh, where it's derived from is very functional area anybody yeah, yeah. for organization to spend their budget or spend their money on uh-huh they are called marketing qualified lead got it because got it. so if i'm showing you a youtube ad or a facebook ad or i'm making sure that um i write an article for you on medium or uh-huh. uh, even blogspot.com i'm uh-huh. putting up my resources and effort behind it right right and if you are um, marketing qualified for me which means you have a decent level of interest or awareness uh-huh. about my product mm-hmm. i'll make the effort on you sure now, sure going from mql to sql which is sales qualified mm-hmm. the transition happens in the sense that when somebody is at a intent stage mm-hmm. which means somebody has seen your product a number of times they have visited your website they mm-hmm. are now very likely to purchase ms office they right. are almost uh, you know uh, comparing options that's what you call really the you know intent phase they are reaching out to your sales people or your organization like hey i want to know more about ms office uh-huh. that is when we say okay this person is sales qualified lead meaning okay now he's worthy that our sales team can spend their time and effort on this right. person to close the deal right and right all of this about mql and sql it's very easy to say in the words but data is really what drives these definitions so we have right. you know thousands of data points for every customer okay. so there we can track what they're doing with us and uh, we're able to make sure at what stage they become uh-huh. from an unknown person to an mql to an sql uh-huh. to our actual client got it so this is oh, i think uh, great information hitesh about uh, mqls and sqls and i think uh, with this information i understand that lines are blurring between sales and marketing why don't you uh, talk about the nature of products which has shifted and now lot of uh, saas companies might not have sales team at all right so why don't you talk about that yeah i think you're right a lot of new age companies especially one with uh, we call it the low ticket accounts anything from mm-hmm. $1 to $10 per month purchase 
those companies uh, they are getting rid of sales teams because mm-hmm. as we were talking about this process of uh, a whole funnel around it marketing mm-hmm. team can conduct complete mm-hmm. sales operation online and there are some good yeah. examples there are a lot of education technology firms based out of mm-hmm. india who built the product here they're selling mm-hmm. their product in the united states and canada without mm-hmm. a single sales team member on the ground right everything right, is right. happening in two forms one marketing team is making sure there is enough uh, you know upstream uh, traction in the funnel which is awareness mm-hmm. interest consideration and intent and then there mm-hmm. is a online phone team which makes mm-hmm. sure they talk with the customer over the phone and close the deal okay. Okay. that's all it takes got it. got it got it so things are have really changed and i'm pretty sure that the the shift would be even more faster now with ai and and machine learning and bots coming in things would change a lot isn't it uh, actually it's actually gotten faster already so i'll tell you how marketing team came in and they changed the paradigm by taking everything online with the digital mm-hmm. now bots and machines are coming in which are mm-hmm. taking over what marketing team does and they're making sure oh. 24 by 7 they're doing the same operation they're learning from uh-huh. the system they're trying to know about how gorof purchases uh, software online or how uh-huh. an organization purchases online and they will mm-hmm. pitch you their product and the, and the, and the deal on their own mm-hmm. for example say it's diwali right and uh-huh. you are a director of operations in a certain firm uh-huh. the machine learning algorithm will make sure the director sees the particular deal on the product on a certain day in this case diwali uh-huh. which uh-huh. is to his taste and that makes uh-huh. the probability of him taking up the deal way more because now he has just okay. seen it and marketing okay. team has already prepped them with a certain level of intent mm-hmm. this is a whole new world it's like a, you know utopia yeah yeah i can as in i can foresee all these things happening in front of me and it almost gives me goosebumps that now it the the, the client would be by the machine and almost on the right intents and almost on the right point uh, right instances where he can purchase so that would actually change the paradigm of entire marketing and sales right exactly so, uh, in this world life yeah go ahead yeah 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 please please go ahead no no i was just saying i was trying to make mockery of myself i was like in mm-hmm. this whole new world i feel illiterate i don't even feel like mm-hmm. i ever did an mba back in the day yeah yeah i'm <laughs> i'm pretty sure back then i think even you graduated in 2010 i graduated in 2010 i think there was very little talks about digital marketing we we never had a course on digital marketing i think facebook was oh, pretty yeah. new there was no there was no instagram there was no linkedin right so all these new things popped up in the last 10 years and they they changed the industry drastically yeah totally totally so uh, with all these things in mind what do you suggest why should a person who is in a b school consider a b2b marketing as a career choice and if he does what are those few traits or what are those few uh, 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 characters which may, mm-hmm. which would help him identify that this is the job for him interesting see a lot of first students nowadays especially in b schools they already mm-hmm. are very well educated on what kind of domains um, exist and i'm really hoping mm-hmm. it is like that i haven't interacted mm-hmm. lately with anyone 
but mm-hmm. if somebody is focusing on marketing as their key function mm-hmm. they definitely have a, a lot of choice to make from b2c mm-hmm. which again is a big world to uh, b2b mm-hmm. which itself is a big world because there is heavy industry uh, there is automotive then there is saas mm-hmm. and software plus few other domains mm-hmm. within b2b marketing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there is no real criteria why somebody will pick up b2b marketing over b2c um if they mm-hmm. really want to go for it but mm-hmm. ideally somebody with a software engineering background they are so mm-hmm. well suited for b2b marketing for sure mm-hmm. not just because mm-hmm. everything is happening online and digital but also mm-hmm. there is a high probability they will be selling some sort of software product or a soft or a hardware product and that's where their education right. will be most useful Secondly, okay. if somebody, uh, if a student, for example, they really want to align themselves with the way world is growing, uh-huh. they should come to B two B marketing. See, FMCG and the ways of FMCG, they're all run by agencies. Very little okay. of the marketing happens within the company. But in B two B world, today, most of the marketing is happening within the firm, and these firms are growing fast. Uh, there uh-huh. are so, so many examples. A, co- a company back in twenty fourteen. used to make uh-huh. like a million dollars in 2019 uh-huh. they got to a valuation of 2 billion dollars right and these are the kind of jumps our b2b firms are taking which means uh-huh. a marketer in this domain can grow really really fast the right. other thing right. is uh, from the from the job security perspective i personally uh-huh. feel b2b marketing is more safe uh, for uh-huh. multiple reasons one there are less people who understand uh-huh. b2b marketing in india as of today Okay. so if you are in that okay. domain you can make a good name for yourself and keep your job mm-hmm. safe okay. secondly b2b marketing requires certain specialized skill sets mm-hmm. which not everybody is mm-hmm. capable to deliver mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and we will talk about those skills because that was your second part of the question mm-hmm. what kind of skill set is needed for for this domain mm-hmm. so b2b marketer has to know pretty much everything it's like a mm-hmm. bollywood hero you know like you know how to dance fight uh, you know uh-huh. make love okay. and everything else yeah mm-hmm. so b2c marketers they can get away with knowing the strategies dumping everything over to the agencies and uh, mm-hmm. you know enjoy the loyalty of their campaigns with b2b mm-hmm. we need to know the product in and out it's not like learning about a soap or a or a paint product it's about learning mm-hmm. a software or hardware product and it takes mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. be able to craft good messaging around it which mm-hmm. is uh, a very interesting domain because you have to do it on your own in in 90% of the cases not many mm-hmm. agencies are doing it for you so from that point a b2b marketer also has to know all the digital channels because you own the complete journey of your uh, of your prospect to the point mm-hmm. they become your customer mm-hmm. so uh this means like any b2b marketer today they have to be mm-hmm. good with data and they have to be able to understand it and then implement mm-hmm. that knowledge mm-hmm. onto the different channels where they want to do marketing yeah 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 totally a b2b marketer because it's a still uh, a b2b by definition they have to be really good mm-hmm. with the relationships in b2c yeah. you rarely get to meet a, a person or or your buyer very rarely you're always behind the scenes mm-hmm. but in b2b mm-hmm. most frequently you're in front of your customer at some point of your time either okay as simple as through a webinar to a point when you go to the event and meet them directly so uh-huh. you have to like coordinate that very very well 
So this is a uh-huh. pretty broad skill set that any marketer can have. But if you're in this industry, okay. and uh, even if uh-huh. you can learn this skill set, I think uh, uh-huh. any any student will rock in this world. Now that brings me to yeah, the yeah. mood point. B two B marketing. Uh, I, well, I shouldn't uh, say too much just about B two B marketing, but in general, in marketing, it's a whole uh-huh. learning unlearning game. The faster you yeah. can, uh, faster you can churn that cycle of learning and unlearning something, the better you will be two three years down your in your in your job. Okay, okay. I think that's a very sane advice because. Uh, Uh, yeah, our education is almost becoming redundant every passing day, right? So each day we learn something, and we see that that's redundant the next day, right? So that the learning and relearning phase is really important. But I think, Hitesh, uh, one thing is B two B marketing is slightly seem to be boring, whereas B two C is very interesting, right? You you do lot of campaigns, <laughs> okay? You do lot of you 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 meet lot of stars, right? so for example you are doing lot of advertisements and you would see an amitabh bachchan or ashwarya rai or 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 jacqueline fernandez or whatever right which is lacking yeah. in a in a b2b scenario isn't it that is true um there is no mm-hmm. question about it and in mm-hmm. fact the stardom the celebrity status mm-hmm. i'll i'll break it into two parts so these are paid mm-hmm. actors right who who act on your behalf if you pay them enough money Uh, right. This is a sad part of our ecosystem that anybody who can, um, uh, who is good at dramatics on the screen, is now uh-huh. vouching for your product, and that happens in the B two C world. Uh-huh. In B two B, we st- we also have celebrity status. We also have these stars, but they are uh-huh. very genuine people. Uh-huh. These people will stand by your product, or they talk about your product only if they genuinely believe in the merit and authority uh-huh. of it. Uh-huh. But uh, they are not as widely known outside certain industries right got say it. for example if you pick the cosmetics world um and you're mm-hmm. trying to bring out a new brand that mm-hmm. could be a vice president of versace who could be your brand mm-hmm. ambassador now okay. she may be known only within the world of uh, cosmetics or more specifically in the luxury domain but they are mm-hmm. stars of their own and actually that is giving rise to a whole new industry it's called micro influencers who are not mm-hmm. very widely known among millions of people but they have a very mm-hmm. very strong influence among few thousands and that is where oh. b2b has major advantage we as marketers mm-hmm. take advantage of those micro influencers across different mm-hmm. industries to position mm-hmm. our product for those organizations okay. got it got it got it got it okay but i if think you want to, uh, if you want to rub shoulders with sharukh khan mm-hmm. or the likes of those yeah b2b mm-hmm. is not one of those might as well become um uh, air host or air hostess because uh-huh. uh, if that is all marketing is about being in the celebrity uh-huh. uh, status uh-huh. uh, i think then uh, people haven't really understood marketing yeah 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 i totally agree i think one thing which i would want to point out here is uh, what is difference between b2b and b2c is since in b2b you are nurturing the lead from from awareness to final purchase and there are multiple stages you have to understand customer in each stage whereas b2c purchase is all about impulse right so you keep on hammering a person with an advertisement on multiple touch points and you want to hypnotize him with your brand name and once he go to a a, a grocery shop or a supermarket he would invariably pick that particular brand right so that's the entire game of b2c plus definitely there is a product and there is distribution and all that stuff whereas b2b seems to be more intricate 
more sophisticated and more if you if you want to understand the customer's mind inside out i think b2b is the place for you isn't it that is true you definitely get to know your demographics and uh, your audience's demographics and their firmographics much closer mm-hmm. much deeper yeah 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 and you have you have to work very closely with your with your potential customers right and and that gives you a very deep sense of involvement and learning absolutely a marketer at a very good stage is almost like a half salesman half marketer i know i know i know i know so we are almost uh, uh, at the end of our podcast uh, and i think i have covered my set of questions but if you think that uh, there was something which i should have covered and i haven't covered please go ahead and and talk about that well i think we have talked at length and there could be hours of conversations around this but one particular thing that i think uh, mm-hmm. the listeners to this podcast they can uh, uh, take away is how is mm-hmm. b2b um, transitioning like everybody knows and we mm-hmm. also talked about at high level digital is coming mm-hmm. in but there are mm-hmm. a few other trends that are making mm-hmm. uh, b2b marketing uh, shift in the way it was done mm-hmm. previously i just want mm-hmm. to have a conversation short one around those points mm-hmm. okay sure See, uh, one one of them is really the language and this is mm-hmm. one of the more one of the least talked about areas uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to the, the the paradigm change within b2b marketing mm-hmm. there was a time when b2b marketing was was done on a very formal sort of writing you know mm-hmm. um, so a letter that you would write to director of uh, samsung but now mm-hmm. because there are a lot more mm-hmm. channels out there that same mm-hmm. message uh, that a b2b mm-hmm. a product company wants to put out it goes mm-hmm. in different forms all the way from okay. like you know dear xyz in a very formal letter to mm-hmm. the same message on uh, a platform like instagram where of course mm-hmm. they are also present and we want to attract their attention that message will mm-hmm. go out as like watch our drinking on friday so you see that mm-hmm. whole spectrum of language that we use yeah. to communicate the same uh-huh. message and okay. the 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 thing with b2b marketers is we have to use a lot of channels at the same time which means many languages at the same time mm-hmm. the the other part uh, really with the b2b marketing is as i was uh, talking earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. most decision makers now are millennials you know between the age of 40 and 50 they are at decision making mm-hmm. chairs so they mm-hmm. are very well equipped to educate themselves and this is the real mm-hmm. reason why b2b marketing is working online i mean it could have failed mm-hmm. right if if we are moving mm-hmm. all our efforts on digital channels why would somebody mm-hmm. senior in an organization care but they do mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they are millennials they are very well versed with mobile phones they prefer to educate mm-hmm. themselves before even talking to the company they want to buy a product of they'll go to right. uh, a, a million comparison websites they'll read your reviews on amazon even they they go all the way to reading your reviews on facebook how is this company mm-hmm. should i even deal with them because in b2b mm-hmm. world it's a long term mm-hmm. association so you want to make mm-hmm. sure the company you're dealing with is has a good record good culture mm-hmm. so self education is really triggering or helping the digital trend survive out there mm-hmm. and uh, the third thing uh, which well used to be there but uh, mm-hmm. it's like influencers now really need to be influenced in the organizations previously okay. there were earmarked people within the mm-hmm. buyer organization or on the buyer side like these are mm-hmm. people who will buy the product you convince them mm-hmm. you make the deal right 
mm-hmm. not anymore because there okay. are younger people out there on the other side it's a very democratic mm-hmm. way of making decisions so you need to okay. as a b2b marketer need to reach out to the influencers mm-hmm. decision makers and their ancillary parties as well okay. okay we'll make sure that your product makes the way into their organization it's a very it's Got a very it. uh, dynamic way of how th- things happen nowadays Mm-hmm. so it's not just the c suite anymore it's every organization and this is something uh, and uh, i i hope some of your audience has seen this online it used uh-huh. to be b2b now but with marketing being so laser focused thanks to the uh-huh. technology it's now uh-huh. becoming b2i business to individual so okay. i'm able to target you directly as god of if i want to sell you the product interesting and that is the real power of b2b wow wow i think b2i is something which i haven't heard of but i think it seems really powerful because if you are targeting a particular persona within a and 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 if you can talk his language then your definitely your sales and marketing pitch becomes much more sharper and much more refined and your chances of closing the deal becomes almost 10x or 20x or whatever right right as an as effort intensive it may seem from the idea mm-hmm. standpoint it's actually very mm-hmm. doable at scale because we have technology now we have automated software yeah, yeah. as a machine intelligence yeah 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 so i think um, i uh, i am done with all my questions and we have covered a lot of stuff um, so i uh, 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 so i don't think i let me let me look into my my list of questions i yeah, have sure. covered all my questions right so uh, let's let's uh, let's close this uh, podcast this episode so i learned a lot i learned a lot from you hitesh and i think b2b seems to be and b2b marketing particularly seems to be really an interesting career choice uh, to be very honest i used to think that b2b marketing is all about ki collaterals bana liye hain ppts bana liye hain uske yeah. baad site pe kuch uh, facebook pe koi post chhap diya hai and xyz <laughs> yeah. kar diya hai but now i realize it's it's much more sophisticated it's it has to uh, deal with the entire funneling process you have to understand the customer personas you have to work inside out about who the customer is how to target them which channels to work on and all that stuff i think pretty intense and sophisticated job which a b2b marketer has to und- undergo uh so i think totally. i learned a lot and, and i hope that our audiences would be benefited from what we have discussed so uh in the end i'll i i want to thank you for sharing this time and enlightening us on what all it takes to become a b2b marketer and how do b2b marketing works oh thanks to you as well gorov um, i just enjoyed this conversation end to end it was a pretty hearty chat and i hope uh, yeah. there are some good takeaways from your audience which you will get to know online quote and quote as they'll respond to to this podcast yeah i think yeah, uh, yeah. a great initiative keep it big yeah yeah thank you thank you thank you and for our audiences um i and hitesh know each other from almost past 20 years i suppose right so almost yeah um, we were yeah, yeah yeah we were in same college uh, we uh, punjab engineering college uh, and and he was senior to me i he was uh, uh, in mechanical engineering i was in computer science but we also share some kind of family linkages so that's how we know each other from school days uh, so it it has been uh, an enriching journey to see hitesh evolve from a student 
to uh, a great successful B2B marketer. Right. So, Hitesh, uh, can I mention your LinkedIn credentials in in the podcast link if people want to reach out to you? Yeah, please go ahead. Um, that'll be fine if I can help any bit of uh, person groom their career. I'll be happy. Yeah. Sure. So, okay, Hitesh. I think right. great, great, uh, great enlightening session from you. Thanks a lot. So, guys, uh, if you like this session. do give us a thumbs up do share it with your friends and colleagues and keep telling us what do you want to listen more what what topic should we cover and where are we going wrong so looking forward to your feedback and support here is gorav signing out bye bye gorav bye